baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. the great outdoors thank you so much for joining us once again my name is tony colombo here with producer carl middleman hello and my partner bo matthews bo how is it going my friend hanging in there buddy how about you you know that's uh that's the way to say it <laughs> hanging in there that's exactly hanging in there by my fingernails yeah that's the exact way to put it uh another week more madness a lot more you know things a lot more politics <laughs> How you feeling? I, you know what, I, the my innards are just vibrating. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. I, I just don't see that uh, due process uh, was implemented into the impeachment of our president. But you know, it's bigger. It's bigger than any of us. It just feels like we are at a loss. I, I did see that Corey Bush uh, uh, comment in in her. Uh, comments in the House on the impeachment, and she she said me in St. Louis you know, uh, believe that this white supremacist president, uh, you know, needs to be impeached. I'm like, she's speaking for all of us. Hmm. She, she is an elected official, I guess. So, um, yeah, I, she's I, an I, well, her district is the city of St. Louis. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that, my point, it's Carl's point is she's not speaking for you because she doesn't represent you. She, you don't I just, live in uh, her the, district. The, just the, the words and, and, oh my goodness, yeah. it just, you know, it, 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 everybody's we, going through a lot of emotions right what are now. We, so, what is he being impeached for? He's not being impeached because inciting some, the inciting a riot. No, I know, but so what is what is her uh, her statement about him being a racist have to do with anything? That's not that's not the discussion, Congresswoman. In all in all um, respects, uh, well, the, these are her words. No, and, I know, and that's, I know, but I'm saying that I'm saying that the Democrats are they're just getting it all out in this one burst. And it doesn't matter if it's relevant or not. That's because that's not relevant. What, to, to me, to me, it's absurd in the sense that she uses the words, if we fail to remove a white supremacist president who incited a white supremacist insurrection. Yeah. I, I It bothers Boy. me because it's, it's like uh, before George Floyd's incident in Minnesota, uh, I didn't feel the systematic racism personally. Uh, I'm not a black person, so I don't know, but I, I just didn't see that. And, um, how can we be a racist country if we had a black president for eight years? Yeah, I, uh, there are racial issues that need to be that that need to be talked about and not, um, you know, swept under the rug in this country. But to act like we haven't made tremendous progress and that um, every person who is a Trump supporter is somehow a racist when I know mm. many, many uh, not just African Americans, but Latinos and other minority groups that are 
Republicans and Trump supporters is just it's just false. And again, it's not relevant to this conversation. And it's hard to it's hard. You will never convince me that, as you mentioned at the beginning, the due process was taken into account. And I said this earlier in the week. Congress is no longer allowed to say these things take time. Like if we want if if we (laughs) if there is a group uh, that really wants Congress to vote or act on a particular topic, you're no longer allowed to say, look, we can't just we can't just gather and vote. These things right. take time. We on have to both put, sides. We it, have to build it, it, a. Mm-hmm. We have to build policy. We have to build. We have to put together a case. We have to prepare for a hearing. Obviously, and apparently, you do not because you Amy Coney Barrett. Yeah, and this. Yeah, you <laughs> threw this together in in uh, uh, twenty four hours. So you're not allowed. No longer allowed to use the excuse. These things take time because obviously they don't. And if you if you if you're if it's important to you, then obviously. It doesn't take anything but just gathering the troops, turning the lights on and saying, (laughs) let's go. It's all a joke. What a joke the whole thing is. This is not our country. You know, I I miss uh, the unity we had on September 12, 2001. Um, And we all came together as as a one American. And I just miss that. Man, I'm just it just. I don't know. It's it's just everybody's having this this same thing. But you know what? This is Second Amendment Radio on the Great Outdoors, mm-hmm. and uh, so let's let's get the show rolling because there's no there's no answers to it. Let's that, get that's the show the rolling. And keep talking about the same stuff. No. <laughs> okay, let's do that. Yeah. Hi, Aaron. <laughs> yeah, let's get Aaron Tarlow on the line. The owner of Southern Armory joins us to start every week's show and is here now. Aaron, how's it going, bud? Come on, man. We just need to unite. We need to bring the the, the tone down. How uh, what's the um, what's the conversation at Southern Armory? What are your customers talking about? Is this something? Is this what they're talking about, or are they what, what what's going on there? Yeah, I mean, like some of them are coming in, like Joe Biden's going to be elected. I've come to accept that. Others are like, hey, we're starting a civil war. Others are that's a bad idea. Yeah, I mean, I'm just sitting there like whatever at this point you know let's just get this let's just pick a direction and go uh it's not that i'm tired uh but you can't argue with these people uh and these people i mean like the the left right you, you cannot under any circumstance say that there was any sort of fraud even the the moderate democrats are like there was fraud but there wasn't enough to influence the election right and then you get the ones that are just touting the line there was no fraud whatsoever, and I was like, "That's a that's a pretty hard line to to walk, considering there has been stories that have come out of fraud, you know. So, you know, you could say that, but you're wrong. And uh, until you acknowledge that there was there was fraud, you could say there was fraud, but there wasn't enough to influence the election. But I don't think we honestly have a, a very clear picture." And the media censorship. That's the other big thing that everybody's been talking about has been the media censorship. You know, being in the gun industry, we've already been censored on these social media websites, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, right? You can't monetize on Facebook. And uh, if you post anything with pricing uh, on on the other three, uh, you, you're going to catch a ban. So if you go and you look at all of our photos of guns, our price tags are always flipped over. 
people are always like, what are you afraid of something? It's like, we just, we're just trying not to yeah. get a personal accounts ban. <laughs> okay. Uh, we're just trying to show you we have it. If you want pricing, you can PM us and we'll give it to you. Right. We're not trying to fly by the seat of our pants here. It's when we post a price tag with a gun, even though we're, we're dealers and it's on a business page, our personal pages will get banned for 30 days. Hmm. And we're just, we're tired of the BS. Um, so, uh, Tony, didn't you have a story last year where a guy took a picture of his hand, like a kid, you know, pointing a, 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 a hand, a gun with his index finger and his thumb up in the air, and that got banned? Didn't we talk about that on this yeah, program? Yeah, a kid got, and I know a kid got um, suspended from school, like a kindergartner, for doing that, for like pew pew at recess, uh, yeah. doing the handgun thing. It's, you know, it's making gone, the. It's, it's gone further than that. You know, uh, one of my buddies owns a uh, blog where he reviews, reviews gear. And he got his entire Facebook, uh, not like banned, but like gone, like deleted, because he was at a uh, machine gun shoot with his like five-year-old, and they were standing next to an M2, so the old Ma Deuce, like the 50 cal, like what they used on, mm-hmm. you know, you name it, B-17s, B-25s. I mean, just like a like a universal gun, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm thinking to myself, like, dude, you got banned for that? No way. And then he shows it to me, and I'm like. Wow. And then I'm thinking to myself, my daughter and I just went to a World War II reenactment where she was standing next to one of those, um, you know, and then she was sitting in a Jeep with one of those mounted. And it's like, so I could just get banned because I posted, you know, this photo of my daughter and I at a World War II reenactment. It's insane. So it started with the censorship of, of the gun industry. It moved to if you take pictures with your kids and guns, we're going to ban you. And then it moved on to like Hannity getting censored, Levin getting censored, and uh, finally POTUS getting censored. And that that was kind of the, the straw that broke the camel's back. Everybody was like, we're tired of the censorship. The left is like, oh, we just censored a racist, a white supremacist. And it's like, no, this, this stuff's been going on for years. It's been you've taken an inch, you've taken an inch, you've taken an inch, and finally here we are at a mile, and we're just done with the BS. What's next? You don't like uh, Senator Cruz. You don't like Senator Graham. You don't like Senator you, you, you know, Paul. You name it, right? And you're just going to ban them because it's not the message you want? I'm sorry. I'm all freaking anyway no and you know what and here's the and here's here's to me the most obvious when people say that oh they're just upholding their policy and they're not look you terms of service we could have an argument about whether or not they're able to do it or not because they're their own businesses and i'm a big believer and you have a company you do your you do you that's why i think we need more choices i don't i think we've done ourselves a disservice by Allowing Twitter and Facebook to have such a monopoly on everything, and I know part on you know the parlor thing. I know that's a whole other discussion, but I'm just I'm trying to keep it all together for the point of that I'm making here. Just like I think we've done ourselves a disservice by by only allowing two political parties. By the way, but here's the thing on that. Speaking as a third party member, <laughs> exactly. Here's here's the thing on that. You can't you can't honestly look at this and say that they are simply adhering to their own policy in terms of service uh, because you can't tell me that there's not plenty of hate speech and things that have been that people have said on the extreme left 
that are just as bad or dangerous as anybody that has any better ever said on the extreme right. However, we've only ever seen all of these bans and all of these people getting their accounts deleted or suspended for people that are on the right. And you can't tell me, look, you want to tell me that there's bad people on the right? I'm not going to argue that point. But there's bad people on the left, too, and none of them have ever been silenced. So you can't tell me that there's not a bias when it's so obvious. You cannot don't pat me on the head and act like I'm stupid and that you can just explain it away with your, well, we're just doing, we're just following our terms of service. You're obvious. You obviously have a bias. And if you're not willing to admit that, then we can't even start this conversation because it's just ridiculous. So when 100%. we right after right after uh, uh, the event in in at the Capitol, uh, we heard mainstream media now this week ramping up that the FBI is looking into uh, the uh, all the uh, they're gonna they're calling them protest armed protest at all capital cities around the country. Who's telling us that? It's the mainstream media that's telling us that. Did anybody call for an armed protest uh, at all these capital, uh, you know, the capital buildings in Missouri and every other state in, in the union? To me, that is just a, a scare narrative uh, that they're putting out there. I, I, how can that be true? If you want to protest at the at Jeff City, go protest this next week. Go protest, but don't bring your firearms. If you want to protest, let your voices be heard. Right. N- nobody wants violence. Nobody wants to do this. So that baffles me that mainstream media is on it hard. It's almost like the pandemic is done. We don't even hear about that hardly anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's a great point. Well, it, it's funny because, you know, uh, I'm not going to say we're on the, 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 the fringe, the leading edge or anything. But, you know, when there's protests and things like that, uh, we definitely hear about it in the gun store. You know, our, our customers uh, will come in and go, did you hear about this? Did you hear about that? And literally that story came out, and I looked at my wife. And uh, Terry, you guys hear anything about this? No, nope, we haven't heard a word. It's like, where did this come from? Just completely hmm. out in, in left field. It, it seems to be that it's just kind of a made-up story. Uh, even friends in law enforcement were like, yeah, this is the first time I'm hearing about it. I They're think I like, just okay. created a, a new word, the hmm. scarative. Yeah. Not the narrative, it's yeah. the scarative. Mm. Mm. I like yeah. it. So. I, I mean, you I, can you like, search. Hold on. Do you like that? Do you, you like that more than my title for the uh, fisherman dating uh, single moms? What was that one? Yeah. Uh, moms, I'd, I'd like, like to fish. fish. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I definitely Milf like scarative. The... I definitely <laughs> like scarative better. <laughs> but you know what? You can you okay. can you can scour social media and you can find you can find some whack job somewhere promoting whatever idea you want to demonize right. you want to find right. somebody who it's is calling for um, a, a, a civil a civil war you can find it you want to find somebody who wants uh to eliminate every police officer in the world you can find it you can find all of those things but trying to pretend like these are that these are being organized by one of our two political parties that they're the ones that are behind uh, putting all this together, uh, you know that's that's where the uh, the the fake news or the at least dishonest reporting um, comes into play at, at a large level. Now, Tony, do you hmm. think if you go to a capital next week, you're looking for trouble? I hope not. There might be a few. I mean, look, there's always a few. I I think there's. I've been to these. I've been to these protests myself that have been largely peaceful. 
there's always a few people, there's always a couple bad apples in every bunch mm-hmm. that are looking to, I don't think that they're trying to push any political narrative. I think that they're they just, just want to beat somebody up. I, yeah, I think they're there to take advantage of the situation and, and create violence or maybe steal whatever, whatever, you know, loot or whatever their, um, uh, you know, whatever their main purpose is. I, I don't know, but it's it, it's not to support the cause in in most cases. So, yeah, could there be – will there always be some bad apples hidden in every protest? I absolutely think that. Um, and Plus we need to, and we need, and we need to treat them week. all – and we need to hold them all equally accountable. If you break into the Capitol, you're a criminal, and you need to be held accountable. If you burn down a building in Seattle or Portland or St. Louis or anywhere else, you're a criminal. You need to be held accountable. We need to, we need to start holding all of these people accountable for the crimes that they commit because – we're supposed to be the country of law and order. That's what we've talked about on this show and in many other uh, programs for a very, very long time. I support police officers. When police officers are in the wrong, I have no problem calling them out. But police officers are usually there doing the right thing, and they have the right intentions. And we need to be a, a country that has a good, that has a strong police force. And we need to we need to be a country of law and order and laws, and we need to. Hold criminals accountable when they break those laws. Okay, I'm done. Aaron, <laughs> before we let you go, I'm sorry. Um, tell people how they can find Southern Armory and uh, take advantage of all of the great things you guys have happening there at the shop. So uh, good news is, is we've got a steady stream on AR still. We've actually bumped up our existing order, so you'll see uh, more of them flowing through. We just got a ton of high-capacity magazines for your AR. Uh, they're going to be rolling in uh, through multiple vendors, so uh, check out those because uh, they're coming after the mags. They're coming after the ARs. I mean, it's it's out there. You can go read it for yourself on Joe's website. Uh, you can find us one mile east of 270 and 44 at 9901 Watson Road. You can find us at Southern Armory on Facebook, uh, Second Amendment News Podcast on Facebook, and SouthernArmory.com. SouthernArmory.com. That's SouthernArmory.com. And that is Aaron Tarlow. Aaron, as always, thank you for time, and we'll talk to you same time next week. You too. Have a good one, guys. Bye. Back at you. All right, let's take another quick break, and when we get back, we're going to talk to our friend Alex Salzman from the Missouri Firearms Coalition. It's been way too long since we talked to Alex. Looking forward to catching up with her. We will do that next. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Bar, telling stories.
as if we had one. <laughs> Someone fired the old jukebox up. The song it sure was a sad one. Teardrop rolled down Bubba's nose. From the pain the song Let it roll for a minute for Bubba. All right. All <laughs> I'm good. I know it. Just like somebody kicked him. Here we go. Bubba shot the jukebox last night. Said it played a sad song that made him cry. Welcome back to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Tony, have you ever heard that song in your life? I think I have, actually. Oh, okay. I think I have. It sounds very familiar. Bubba shot the jukebox. I, I like it. I like it. That's called gun control. There you go. <laughs> Mark Chestnut, everybody. He hit, he hit what he was aiming at. Okay. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. Carl Middleman, producer, is Beep. here. My partner, Bo Matthews, is here. I'm Tony Colombo. Thank you so much for listening to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Don't forget about our podcast that we put out every week. Two podcasts, a show podcast. What you're listening to right now goes out every Friday, so you get an actual chance to download the show before it even airs on 97.1 or KMOX. And then we put out our podcast exclusive, which is exactly that, an exclusive discussion that you can only get on the podcast. Those go out every Monday. You can get those podcasts just about anywhere you get podcasts, but I would recommend the Radio.com app because the Radio.com app is free. And you can stream the station 24-7, and you can rewind live radio, and you can download this and every other show's podcast on the station right there on the radio.com app. Uh, We're going to talk to our friend Alex Salzman from the Missouri Firearms Coalition in just a moment. Also, hopefully a little bit later on in the show, we're going to get a chance to talk a little bit about the great outdoors because I think right now more than ever people (laughs) need to uh, get out into the great outdoors and unplug. And the weather's better. get away from the television and the media and the politicians and uh, do something good for the soul, like being outside and uh, and uh, unplugged from all that stuff. Of course, anytime we're talking about the great outdoor- outdoors here on the show, it's brought to you by... Razorback Armory. They are your full-service firearm shop that strives to be the area's premier destination for firearm enthusiasts. Find them at RazorbackArmory.com. They're located in De Pere. Tell them Bo sent you to Razorback Armory. All right, and now it is time for the return of Alex Salzman from the Missouri Firearms Coalition. Alex, it has been forever. How are you? Hi, I'm well. Thanks for having me. I have a song for you. Ready? Here it is. Okay. Here, here it is. I miss you like crazy. I miss you like crazy. <laughs> I miss you like crazy. <laughs> it's been too long since we've had you on the show. There's been uh, a, an awful lot happening in this crazy world. Uh, first of all, how are you before we uh, before we dive into all the madness? I'm good. I'm good. Um, I do a lot of gun shows, and we've got a lot of gun policy with the state legislative sessions kicking into gear all over the country and here in Missouri. So I've been super, super busy, but it's a good time to be on the front lines of the gunfight, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah, I do want to actually get into some of the Missouri issues that may or may that we may or may not be uh, facing here as the new legislation legislative session starts in Jeff City. Uh, but first, one of the things that we've been doing on this show for the last couple of months uh, leading up to and then after the election uh, were taking a deep dive into Joe Biden's website and his very robust uh, gun plan. There is a whole lot there. A lot of policies, a lot of plans, a lot of ideas. 
on how to uh, take away your Second Amendment rights. Um, you guys at the at Missouri Firearms Coalition, how much have you been uh, on top of that? And are there any specific things that really stand out to you that you're afraid um, this new uh, regime may be trying to act on immediately as soon as they take power? Yeah, absolutely. We don't think that they're going to waste any time. Um, we are watching the assault weapons ban, the high capacity magazines ban, universal background checks. Um, there's banning online firearm and ammunition sales that I think is going to come up really soon as soon as he takes um, control. There are a lot of things that are really scary that they could do that are, they're trying to put together right now. So what we've done in Missouri is we've kind of just kind of pigeonholed everything else and are focusing solely on the Second Amendment Preservation Act. It's a bill that we've had um, that we've tried to get passed the last couple years. We are hoping that since we had so much support for it last year, but it couldn't didn't quite get over the finish line. We're hoping um, that in light of the fact that now gun grabbing uh, leftists control everything, that the Republicans here in Missouri might actually stand up and protect our Second Amendment the way we desperately need them to right now. Alex, in the previous segment, uh, we were talking about uh, the narrative that's been pushed out there from the mainstream media about uh, protest, armed protest in all 50 states at the state capitals and, of course, in D.C., um, we, we, I just created a word called scarative. Um, and have you heard of anybody that's even thinking about doing something like this in, in any state capital? Because I believe true patriots w- would protest, but are they saying, is there any kind of organization that you've heard to go to Jeff city with your, your firearm on your back and, and go down there? Cause I haven't, I've been looking high and low on the internet and I can't find anything. The only thing that I've seen is everybody on the social media platform saying, don't go, it's a trick, don't show up armed, stay away from the protest. Mm. So I actually haven't seen any organization of the protest. I'm just hearing, you know, the warnings. I think that, you know, the, the scarative, as you say, mm. uh, to stay away from them, from, you know, our, all of our kind of networks and, and circles. Can you explain that Second Amendment Preservation Act a little bit for people who may not be aware of it? Because it's probably something that a lot of our listeners would would like to get on board with. Well, essentially, it's a Second Amendment sanctuary law for the entire state. So instead of like weak or ineffective county level Second Amendment sanctuary resolutions, SAPA legislation is a state level answer to the problem of federal gun control. So basically, all federal acts laws, executive orders, administrative orders, court orders, they're all going to be deemed infringements on the Second Amendment and Article 1, Section 23 of the Missouri Constitution, and they're going to be invalid in this state. They will not be recognized by this state. They will be specifically rejected by this state and will be considered null, void, and of no effect in this state. And if any official does violate the SAPL law, they can be civilly sued for the violation. They won't be able to use qualified immunity as an excuse, and they will be barred from serving in law enforcement um, indefinitely in Missouri. So would that would that cover the gamut? Would that cover everything from the quote-unquote little things like um, magazine size restrictions, all the way yes. to the ban of ARs or or institution of red flag laws. Is that an umbrella that that stops all of that? Yeah. So in it in the bill, it specifically lays out Jared Taylor, Representative Jared Taylor, 
again, has filed this bill this year and has done an amazing job. This is probably the strongest SAPA bill that we are seeing anywhere in the country, and other states are starting to adopt the Missouri bill language to host in their state legislative bodies. Um, This bill, it says that any tax, levy, fee, or stamp imposed on firearms, accessories, or ammunitions are not allowed. Uh, Registration or tracking of firearms, ammunition, or accessories not allowed. Tracking um, or registering the owners of firearms, accessories, or ammunition. Um, It forbids any, forbids the act or um, any act forbidding the possession, ownership, use, transfer of firearms, accessories, or um, any act excuse me, any act ordering the confiscation of firearms, accessories, or ammunition. So it runs the gamut. It covers everything, all federal gun control that you can think of, sparse it out like that, or um, anything past, present, or future that Missouri legislative body did not pass themselves will not be enforceable in the in the state of Missouri, within our borders. Alex, a question about uh, CCW permit uh, owners and those without. Now, I have had my CCW since uh, 2002, I believe it was, is when I first got it. And a a few years ago, the the law was changed where you didn't have to have a CCW uh, to uh, carry a concealed firearm. And so I saved the money and I let it expire. Do you believe that those that uh, don't have the CCW or have let it expire like me should re- up and and you know go through the training again to get that do you think that will help protect anybody that wants to still carry in the state of uh, missouri no having your ccw is a is a good idea for a host of reasons but none of them are you know for legal purposes it's always good to be trained it's always good to have a firm grasp on your firearm and the training your training the training arm with your firearm but i don't think that you need a ccw to you don't need to protect for any, your gun rights. For any legal reasons, really, right? No, for not. Yeah, for not any legal reasons. There are a few gun-free zones that that you have a little more leeway with if you have a CCW. You know, sure. we've got a mess of gun-free zone laws in Missouri that we've been trying to clean up. Um, I'm not sure that we're going to even put much effort or focus into that law this year, that bill this year, just because SAPA is so vitally important to just the gun rights community in general moving forward this next session we will probably be focusing solely on moving sapa through the missouri legislative process Um, but as far as gun free zones and ccw permit holders there are a few added benefits if you do have a ccw um, as far as where you can carry concealed um, when it comes to those 17 or 18 different kinds of gun free zones in missouri but other than that just Trading with your firearm, I would say, would be sufficient. Yeah. Okay, uh, thank you. Talking to Alex Salzman from the Missouri Firearms Coalition. Besides the Preservation Act, the Second Amendment Preservation Act, um, I'm sure with the new session starting up, you're going to be spending a whole lot of time in Jeff City if you haven't already. Uh, Alex, what are some of the things that the coalition is pushing for in this legislative session or maybe getting behind, are there any, you know, uh, uh, gun bills that are being presented by conservative lawmakers in the state that you guys are supportive of? Or even on the flip side of that, are there any are there any uh, uh, bills being presented that you guys are, are dead set at stopping? Well, we've got red flag law bill came back. Mm. Uh, most of the gun control bills we 
either have seen trickle back in already or will trickle back in. But everybody's kind of watching what D.C. does, you know, as far as gun control. They're just thinking it's going to come from D.C. So we really only have a handful of the bad ones, uh, like the red flag laws, uh, mandatory registration, that kind of thing. All of our effort right now, as far as good gun bills go, are is getting behind and focused solely on the Second Amendment Preservation Act. This bill is yeah. has got more teeth than anything that I have seen in a gun bill in Missouri or anywhere all over the country as far as taking a stand against federal gun control. And I think now that the gun grabbers control everything, that Missouri has a real chance to stand on the front lines and defend us here. My only concern is I'm not sure that they're going to. So mm-hmm. everything we're going to be not? doing— You'd think with the you'd think in a state of Missouri with a with a Republican supermajority that this would be something that you could get accomplished pretty quickly. The time no better time than now to make sure that that is in place in case that supermajority changes in the future. What why don't you see widespread support from Republicans in Jeff City on this bill? Well, you would think that you would. You yeah. know, come election time, every one of them will tell you that they're strong proud supporter of the Second Amendment. But, for instance, last year we had 80 co-sponsors for the Second Amendment Preservation Act. This year, because everyone's looking at them to actually do something real to protect our Second Amendment, we, we only have 22. Wow. So there are quite a few of them that are sitting the fence. They're not, you know, they're not ready to take a stand. They're not ready to be bold. They want somebody else to do it. They're going to lay low and be quiet, you know, and just kind of see how it goes. So is there a common excuse on why? Because what everything that you've everything that I've read about it, we we've talked about this not just this year. We've talked about this bill, you and I, on, on this show uh, in the past. Everything that I am aware of about it is pretty. If you I mean if you're a Second Amendment person, then this seems like the bill for you. Is there a is there a common excuse given by Republican lawmakers on why they hesitate to support it? Oh, gosh, there's so many that we hear every year. You know, this is not the right time. You know, we have to wait for an election year. We have to wait for it's not an election year. They'll say, you don't understand how it works up here. If we don't do it like this, we'll get something worse. There's, the excuses are endless, mm. absolutely endless. What it comes down to it is they don't want to do anything that will make half the world upset with them. But what they don't realize is that gun owners are the ones that put them there, and gun owners are the ones that expect them to come through right now. We have mm-hmm. to hold the line on the Second Amendment in Missouri. There's just It's not an option to not only not support this bill, co-sign this bill. We want to see them work to support this bill, get it past leadership, over to the Senate. Burleson has the Senate companion bill. He's working on the Senate side of things. We have to move this bill. We have to do it this year. There is no more time to lollygag around. If your representative isn't a co-sponsor on the Second Amendment Preservation Act, they need to hear from you, and you need to ask them why haven't they supported the bill. Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, You got one more for Alex before we let her go, Bo? 
Uh, you know what? I'm 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 actually good. I, again, I was just concerned about uh, the the uh, events that are being talked about at the capitals, and and mm-hmm. I figured Alex, you would know more than anybody because that's even Aaron was saying. You know, people are talking at gun stores and they're talking amongst themselves about, oh my gosh, what happens if this happens? And I, I just want to reiterate: do not go to the capital with your firearms. In, because it's just provoking, and, and that's not who we are as Americans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Peacefully no, protest. We have, we have one of the best nations, the best forms of government on earth, and we believe in the rule of law, and there are ways and processes in which we can make this right, and, the, for instance, SAPA is one of them. You know, we are still a nation of laws, and— Gun policy is what everybody needs to be focused on. And, you know, and I, exactly. like I said, I run gun shows. Everybody is talking. Everybody hears it. Everybody sees what the media narrative or scarative. Nobody that <laughs> I know is running. She's going to start on. using it. She's going to start She's using your on, word. Baby. It's going to be it's going <laughs> to be everywhere. <laughs> I, be, I better I better copyright that yeah. right now. <laughs> Especially when you're talking about the gun debate and the gun control debate. The scarative narrative is absolutely I mean you you nailed it right on the head there. Nobody's running to the Capitol with their guns. They should all be running to their computers to tell their representatives not here. We do have options. We don't have to accept what what they're about to hand us, but we have to stand together right now. Republicans still control everything in Missouri, and they need to start acting like Republicans. Alex, uh, before we let you go, tell people how they can find the Missouri Firearms Coalition and learn more about what you guys are working on. And donate, donate, donate. Mm Please join us. We need every member possible to stand with us, all of the big you know, gun groups, the big legacy groups, they're falling. Membership is falling because of, it's these state groups that are really taking up the the front lines of this debate all over the country. So join us at MissouriFirearmsCoalition.org. We've got petitions from everything from the the assault weapons ban and red flag laws that they're trying to do here locally in our capital to the national stuff that Biden's trying to do. We have things that you can do to help us pass the Second Amendment Preservation Act so that no federal gun control can be enforced here in Missouri and your gun rights will be safe no matter who is in charge. All of those things you can find at MissouriFirearmsCoalition.org or you can check us out on Facebook right now, but we don't anticipate having that platform very much Hmm. longer. We were on Parler, but now that's all screwed up. So getting our emails is really going to be the best way to um, stay in contact and get updates from us because we're not sure what the world of social media will look like going forward. So definitely MissouriFirearmsCoalition.org. Sign up for the emails, get updates, and we, you know, we will stand united. Alex Salzman from the Missouri Firearms Coalition. Always great to talk with you, my friend. I hope we get a chance to talk again soon. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Anytime. All right, let's take another quick break and be back with more Second Amendment Radio. And the great outdoors, yeah.
Welcome back to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Tony Colombo here with producer Carl Middleman Hello. and my partner Bo Matthews. Went super yeah, long uh, with Alex Salzman from the Missouri Firearms Coalition in that last segment. Also went long with Aaron Tarlow from Southern Armory in the first segment. Uh, so only a couple minutes left here at the end of the show. I do want to remind folks that if you missed any of those discussions, they were good ones. That's why they went so long. Uh, make sure you download our podcast. You can get the show podcast on Fridays and the podcast exclusive on Mondays. Uh, and you can get those on the radio.com app or anywhere else that you download podcasts. Uh, I mentioned this earlier, Bo, and this is kind of the last thought that I want to leave uh, everyone on. Um, I think it's really important right now that people uh, take another look at the great outdoors, whether it be fishing or camping or hunting or hiking or just whatever it is. Because I think right now, more than anything, what we need in this country is to unplug, get out in nature, and get away from the madness and all the noise that is being made by so many people. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. As a matter of fact, last weekend, you know, I was such uh, in such turmoil that on Sunday, I just had to pull myself away from trying to get the news, trying to find it, listening to all the things that people are sending through Messenger. And I went out and I burned, uh, let's see, I burned leaves and twigs yeah. and trees. Mm. And I, and it was freezing, if you remember. And I stood next to that fire for about four and a half hours and I bet it was in great. my own head. And man, I just had to clear it out. So yeah. I would recommend doing that safely. That's great stuff. That is my partner, Bo Matthews, for Bo and Carl Miniman. I'm Tony Colombo. Thank you so much for listening to another edition of Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. See you, boys. Get more at 971talk.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.